This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. What's up, everybody? Theo Vaughn likes a, a hot hose hitter. I like a cherry cook. Don't know if you listen to Theo Vaughn's podcast, but it's uh, it's brilliant. A very funny individual. And one of his earlier podcasts talks about the <laughs> drink when you're a kid. And that hose has been lying in the backyard on a hot summer day and you turn it on and you you take a drink from that hot that hot hose. You take a hot hose hitter. And like you're seeing colors you've never seen before. You're tasting things. You're like, you're tasting metal. You're tasting rubber. You're tasting every particle that's in that water. Everything is amplified. It's that. Hot hose hitter. Might try that this summer. Get some flashbacks. Oh, that... And that... That hot hose water is like a different temperature than any other water, too. It's not scalding. It's not lukewarm. It's like, is this the perfect temperature of warm water? You fill up a little kiddie pool. You're like, oh, this bottom millimeter is going to be warm than the rest ice cold. I still think we need to do something about the splash pads. Splash pads will be opening up in a few months. And that, uh, that water from those splash pads is not enjoyable. It's not refreshing. It's almost torture. Already told you how you can warm it up. Exposed pipe. Recycle that water. Goes back in through a filter. Runs around through the sun. Comes out warm. Episode 64, Boomsies. The Michael Grenlin episode. I know nothing about this man. So I looked it up. 748 games in the NHL. Hmm. Wild, Preds, and then he was traded to the Penguins this season. Scored a lacrosse-style goal at the World Hockey Championship in 2011. And that's all I have on Michael Granlund. Another Masters in the books. Final round was boring as hell. Thank you, Patrick Ketley. He is getting eviscerated on social media because of his pace of play. How you are not penalized. Like yesterday, Brooks Kepka sent out a great Twitter post congratulating John Rom. And it's a photo of John and Brooks sitting on a bench having a laugh. Having a laugh. 
hanging out with their caddies because they're waiting for Cantley to freaking line up a putt for 20 minutes. And he, he said, John Rom went to the washroom seven times during the round and they never had to, they never had to wait because they were already waiting. They never had to he, take your time in there going for another deuce. Do it. Speed it up. Sunday at the Masters all supposed to be about drama. No drama. And so we witnessed the greatness that is John Rom. That was his, I think it was his 10th win on tour. Second major, also won the U.S. Open. A guy you like cheering for. And also, if I was to guess his age, I would never guess 28. Because if he's 28, then at the age of 10, he must have looked 32. Not saying he's aging badly. I'm just saying he's, you would never guess he's 28, at least in my mind. I'm a horrible guesser of age. From the age of 21 to 50, I can't tell. I, you're, I don't know, 35? No, I'm 22. Okay. Oh, you're 52. No, I'm 27. No idea. I wanted Kepka to claw back. The tour needs Kepka. He's a character. He's part villain, part good guy. You don't know, is he is he gonna save us from someone or is he going to rob us? He's an enigma. I like the guy. He's got swagger, but he just couldn't get anything going. Phil showed up. Phil was put out to pasture. They're like, yeah, he's doing the live. He's just going to do that. We're never going to hear from him again. Phil broke out of the pasture and walked right into the living room. He paid very well. If you uh, made some wagers on the Bet Rivers app to win the thing, if you put like five bucks on him, you would have uh, been rich. But even if he put money on him to finish top five, it paid very well. Phil, good to see. Uh, they they barely showed him, and they definitely did not interview him. So he's now kind of like the villain. He's out wearing black. He's like Johnny Cash out there. Uh, some trees fell. That was a big one. And the fact that they got it on camera with the trees falling. And luckily, trees make noise. If a tree falls in the forest, does anyone hear? Well, if the tree falls at the masters, we got it on camera. And then the next day, you would never know a tree used to be there. There was not a speck of even chainsaw dust. And if anyone did get killed by those trees, that body, that body, he gone. Wait a second. Did that tree hit someone? Hey, look at the azaleas. They're blooming over there. Are they? Body gone. Under the sod. Never know there was a body there. Not saying they're burying bodies at Augusta, but if they did, you would never know. Every divot is, you never see a divot at Augusta. I'm positive they vacuumed the place. Those fairways, those greens, every single inch of it is pristine. And I mentioned how I did a commercial shoot with Jerome Bettis, NFL legend. Plays Augusta a couple times a year. He knows a member. And he's Jerome Bettis. He said, there's nothing like it. The night before, he said, you can never sleep because you're so excited. You arrive. It feels like a dream every time. One day. One day I'll play. One day I just want to visit it. 
And then I uh, finish watching the Masters and get a text from my mom, Sandra. Did you see that Jays game? And I'm like, I was watching the Masters. She goes, oh, I didn't watch a second. I watched the Jays. And it turns out she, she may have made the right choice as they won an extra innings. I think it was 11-10. Jays are rolling. They're back in Canada. That first series is now a distant memory. Saw a video someone posted online about the new configurations of the Rogers Center. And the bullpen, the fans are on top of the bullpen. Like you can easily hand a relief pitcher a nacho. The quality of those nachos? We'll see. Hey, I'm a glass full kind of guy. They made all these changes. Just hope it translates into the food department too. Come on. Who's the, who supplies the food there? Amway? Airmark. Airmark. Amway doesn't do food. Airmark. Come on, guys. Airmark. Cook those dogs. Give us more nachos. Do something. Because there, there's no bar to raise. There was no bar before. No bar. You're going with, with no bar, so it's easy to make it better. Got my bikes out of storage. The bikes are ready to go for the summer. Pedaling around town here on a pink bike because I, I store them at a storage place. So the kids weren't here riding a pink bike through town while holding on to another kid's bike while riding the pink bike. I, like, I look like a bike thief. It's a small town. No one cared. Yeah, there, there goes O'Toole. What's he up to? I don't know. Bikey O'Toole. <laughs> they call me. Hey, there's Bikey O'Toole. Speaking of bikes, motorbikes are back. Oh, why? And I know there will be humans listening to this who ride one of those motorbikes with the loud mufflers. Why? That's, I just, I just want to say why. And I know the first response is eh, because cars can hear you. But the other motorbikes, the quiet bikes, they don't have the loud vroom vrooms. You don't need to shake windows with your vehicle. At 6 a.m., do you need to let everyone know about your mufflers? And this is an honest question. When you're riding your loud muffler bike bike and you give it the rev and you do the... Are you thinking? Yeah. This is so cool. People can hear me and they want to be me. They are so f- jealous. Were you not given attention as a child? Were you never hugged as a child? Did you put on performances for your parents or grandparents and no one watched? Why do you need the attention now? Do you think someone's going to flag you down and say, I want to have sex with you? Because when people do glance at you on your bike, your loud bike. You don't want to know what's going on through their head. 
they aren't glancing at you saying, oh, I want to catch a, catch a glimpse of that dude, that dudette. They're thinking other things. I don't even know how it's legal. The volume of those bikes. What happened? What happened to possess you to buy that? Hopefully I didn't offend anyone. I just I just had to say it. Because I'm not going up to the person who rides through town and saying that to them because you know they will not be happy but I'm not happy (sighs) I felt good we have a big guest today my good buddy the voice of the NFL on Fox Kevin Burkhart he's coming up in a couple minutes here while we have time, wanted to get to our uh, our emails and voicemails. Uh, remember, call us 289-796-2001. 289-796-2001. Boomsies. And our email is yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. That's Y-A. Let's talk at gmail.com. And the, uh, the best email or voicemail gets a CHL prize pack. Peter repeats on to the second round. Our Albert Wasey Rabbit and the Saskatoon Blades. They beat out Connor Bedard in game seven. He's on to the second round. We'll have to catch up with Wasey. Get him back on here. Those Blades unis, sick. They are mint. Uh, so producer Tim is on the, uh, the, the helm of the buttons. So I think he's got a couple of voicemails uh, to drop in. Answer your phone! I'm just kidding, man. I know you wouldn't answer. I just wanted to say, since you were wanting to hear it before, go f*** yourself! I'm just kidding. That's 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 really mean. Um, I had a couple questions, though, actually. I uh, was wondering what happened to your vehicle. You haven't talked about it, the one that broke down. Um, and... Uh, I don't think I would ever buy milk from a gas station. Seems a little sketchy. But, uh, yeah, I'll be calling in regularly. And uh, hope you're doing well, bud. Take care. Okay. Like that? True Canadian. Says something to try fan you, then says, ah, no, sorry. Hi, that's, that's me. Didn't leave a name. Okay, so, so my vehicle, that, uh, it broke. It's still broke. We're waiting for a motor. Still got it. It's been sitting at a garage for a year now. I, uh, I hope they've sprayed it off. I don't, it's one of those things where, like, if I don't think about it and I don't talk about it let's pretend it's not there but I'm also hoping one day I get a text from my mechanic and says we got a motor we're putting it in that hasn't happened and whenever I think of that vehicle it makes me sad <laughs> what have I done and milk from a gas station. Again, there's no stigma to milk from a gas station. It's not Shell brand milk. It's not SO milk. It's regular milk that you buy on the go. You pay more for it. But you get your regular uh, Beatrice. Who else makes milk? Fairlife. Yeah, it's the regular milk. Do it. Need milk? In a pinch? Gas station's got it. Might only have 500 mil. Still milk. Next. Uh, Yes, good day, Dan. This is Drew Stanton calling. Um, I was curious to know your take on why the Toronto Blue Jays do not have an ambassador like the Maple Leafs do with Justin Bieber and the 
Jays do with Drake and thinking maybe uh, the Blue Jays should look at having someone like Shania Twain become the ambassador for the Blue Jays um, as a way of continuing the celebrity you know, sports team uh, theme going up in Toronto. So what's your take? And as always, opinions, please. Drew, Tim just said in my ear what I was thinking while you were, Drew is our professional uh, phone caller. That's his full-time job. Calls into radio shows, podcasts. He's very articulate, succinct. And as Tim said in my ear, we, the Jays do have someone, Getty Lee. But they need someone for the, the younger demographic. So how about this? Avril Lavigne. She's back. She's, she's big again. Avril Lavigne, your new ambassador. But you've got Getty Lee right now, so... Drew, not to burst your bubble, but yeah, there, there's, it's kind of a difference. Drake, the Beebs, Getty Lee. And then you can tell the people that question that, say, well, Getty Lee was as big as Bieber and Drake back in the day. Well, he wasn't. It's hard to get bigger than Drake. If you check some of the, the downloads or listens on some of his songs on Spotify... And I know they make barely any money off Spotify, but Drake's making money off Spotify. Astronomical numbers on all those songs. Drake is bigger than ever, I think. And he's got a tour coming up. My kid said, can you get us Drake tickets? And I'm like, yeah, I'll check with my I actually said this. I'm like, I'll check with my people. I'm like, I, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone who has ins to tickets. But I, I played it off like, I, I work in that avenue of business. I'll check with my people. Tim, Z-Money, uh, get us some drink tickets. Thanks, guys. I can't even get in <laughs> to see the new configured Rogers Center. I asked them, I said, guys, I want to come. I want to show the place in all its grandeur. They said, uh, no, I'm a, <laughs> I can't even get into a f-ing empty Rogers center. How am I going to get drink tickets? Can I get a, how about if you open the door and I peek in? No. Can I look through the door while you have the lights on? No. Well, as my my oldest said the other day, Dad, you need to become more relevant. (laughs) Uh, Our emails here. Uh, Dan. And a little behind here, going back to the roll up the rim. What kind of idiot took the whole cup into the store? Rip the tab off and go. Ah, uh, you're done. As I heard from a manager of a Tim Hortons, that happened all the time. People, I don't know. Uh, they did. Uh, that's from Adam. Adam, I don't know if you've been outside your house, but people are f- morons. People, they don't. Hey, Toolsy. Just listen to episode 63, and I'd like to welcome itty-bitty Kitty Steve into the Boomsies fan club. I believe he's a fellow Manitobian. Manitoban. So you know he loves a deal. The voicemail from Satan is hilarious, and I'm not surprised he's a Leafs fan. Your pal, Big Dog Rob. Big Dog Rob is referring to a caller who called himself itty-bitty Kitty Steve, and he wanted to become a reoccurring character. We're all open for that. Hey, Dan <laughs> That's And that's the voice of Satan. Our new favorite, uh, uh, Big Dog Rob's our favorite uh, emailer. I don't know. Maybe that's Big Dog Rob, the voice of Satan. 
Hey, Dan. Wanted to write in for a while now and just say thanks for the years of podcasts and entertainment you've provided me. Big fan. I also try to keep a positive attitude and listening to Boomsies really helps with that, especially with the positive vibes and messages you say. Really appreciate them. I do have a question. Is your Twitter handle Dan G O'Toole or Dang O'Toole? I always read it the second way. If this is worthy of being the first CHL prize pack winner from Nova Scotia, would love a Mooseheads prize pack. Keep up the great work. You're a Canadian inspiration. Cheers, Ryan in Nova Scotia. Yes, my uh, my Instagram and my Twitter is Dang O'Toole. But it is Dan G O'Toole. That G? Gerard. Dan O'Toole, huh? So whenever I talk to Jerry D, my good friend on the on the phone, I always refer to him as Gerard because that's his that's his name, and I'm a Gerard too. He says you're the only one that calls me that, Deno. Said that I like that. Dan, idea for you this summer. The Boomsies Tour. You and Tim and Z Money, if they want, travel around to different cities to play golf with some of your listeners. The one rule is no keeping score, just a chance to enjoy the weather and the fine local courses across the province and maybe eventually countrywide. Patrick, Patrick, I love this idea. Uh, Tim, Z-Money, line that up. But I can't get into the Roger. Well, I should be able to make it out of a course. Can I take a picture outside the stadium? No. Can I buy a ticket? No. Okay, then. Hi, Dan. Love the pod and the transparency transparency that you've shown to your loyal listeners. I look forward to seeing who each number episode is dedicated to and your unique interview style is the best. Thank you. Didn't know my interview style was unique. I, I always found as me dumb guy asking dumb questions. I've listened to every episode of Jay and Dan and now Boomsies, and with the latest episode, I'd realize something. I don't think you know about the biggest controversy happening on the prairies right now. The city of Regina dropped their I Love Regina theme recently and has rebranded to Experience Regina. Yes, I believe it's a throwback to that 90s video promo that you can still find kicking around. So what's the controversy, you ask? The new slogans to go along with the rebranding may have been slightly out of touch. Nobody has admitted to approving them, but somebody settled on the city that rhymes with fun. Show us your Regina. Anyway, what's your best Regina memory? Keep up the great work and entertainment. Stefan. Yes, I saw this. This was in the news about a month ago. If they had just used the song, experience Regina, Regina, experience Regina, but they, they went too far. Show us your Regina. City that rhymes with fun. Those are those are things that are said in the back alleys. You put those in a marketing campaign for your city. Come on, you had it in a bow. Experience Regina, and then when we saw that come out, Jay and I were like, "This is awesome!" And then we discovered that they went beyond the Experience Regina. You had Experience Regina. That's all you needed. You had it. Best Regina memory? Oh, I know that one. When I hosted a uh, a Christmas dinner, I was the MC for a big company there. The night's going well. Everyone's getting liquored up. Uh, they're having laughs. In between breaks, I'd go back to the bar. This is when I was still drinking. Guys, like you're you're killing it up there. I'm like, well, some of the jokes. They're like, no, keep going. So then I told a. Uh, Slightly off-color joke. Just before I introduced the president of the company. Uproarious laughter. And then the the boss comes up, shakes my hand away from the mic and says, that joke was uncalled for. And then I thought about that for every day for the rest of my life. So I was feeling shame. Again, meander back to the bar. 
guys are coming back, girls, women are coming back, and they're like, hey, great job. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think your boss liked that joke. They're like, him. I'm like, okay. I was never invited back to host that Christmas function. Uh, get to one more here. Uh, hi, Dan. Before I uh, go on to my pitch, I have to preface it with a major difference. What? Let me start again. <clears throat> what was that joke? You're probably asking. Well, my mom listens to this. I can't tell the joke. Maybe that should have ran through my head. I'm like, if my mom was in the audience, would I tell this joke? I would not have. It's not extremely vulgar, but it's on the edge. It's on the edge. It was an adult audience. It was right on the cusp. I'm like, ooh, that's edgy. And when you get a joke like that and you're in the crowd, you're like, you get a, more laughter because people are like, ooh, he's risky. So if I see you on the street, I'll tell you the joke. Hi, Dan. Before I go on my pitch to you, I have to preface it with our major differences. Cookies and cream is the f bomb. But besides your ice cream preferences, I would like to be your friend. A request to be a friend? I've never received such a thing. A few fun facts on why. I'm 41 days sober today. Awesome. Welcome to the winning team. And you, my friend, help me every week. And now more than one time a week and with my new perspective on life. Thank you for being so vulnerable. I can't say that word. It truly changes lives. Much appreciated. I too cry when the anthem is played and at every mother commercial I see. This person likes F-bombs. I lost my job during the pandemic and started my own company. It's called Boom, a digital marketing virtual assistance company. But it sounds like Boomsies. You can't even imagine my excitement when you were back on the airwaves making me laugh out loud on your own show, and it was called Boomsies. I live in Kamloops, and it's a golfer's paradise here. Nine whole golf course, oh, sorry, nine golf courses, including Tobiano, the number one rated public golf course in BC. We both like the CHL. We both like the smaller cities in Canada. We both grew up in small towns. We're both funny as f this leads the uh, every email entry in amounts of F-bombs because I believe we're at four now. I work quite a bit with tourism Kamloops, which is very fitting since I love Kamloops. And I'm sure you, as you know, being the CHL buff that you are, our Blazers are kicking ass and taking names this year. Plus, hosting the Memorial Cup, no big deal. So my question for you, Tulsi, is would you danitize Kamloops during the Memorial Cup? Hockey, concerts, golfing, a mocktail tour, and the glorious June weather in Kamloops. What would it take to host you during this week of fun and have you help us show Canada how awesome Kamloops is? By the way, your former employer is really stupid for getting rid of you and ruining the Jay and Dan show and just being an all-around bag of dead <laughs> But it is so much more meaningful to see you unfiltered and happy with bad rivers and boomsies. I'm really happy for you and for us, your fans. I hope we chat soon, Toolsy. That'd be so cool. Roxanne! Roxanne! You don't have to put on the red light! Oh. Roxanne! So she was a sex worker in Amsterdam. You don't have to put, no, not this Roxanne, but the song in the Sting song. Because they put on the red light when they're working. I just realized that. Uh, Roxanne, I, I, I will table this with producer Tim and Z Money. They're in charge of all our trips. I've given them about seven so far. They have booked none. So that's that ball's in their court. I would love to go to Kamloops. It's on our list. And thank you very much for that email. Uh, Producer Tim is in charge of doling out our CHL prize pack to our best voicemail or email. Tim, who we got? Oh, Andrews. Oh, sorry. I thought oh, I thought you 
Andrew was not miked. My apologies, Andrew. Who's uh, who's getting this prize back? Going with Roxanne. Roxanne. I was hoping. I I don't want to sway the vote, but I was hoping Roxanne got it. That email was entertaining. It was complimentary. Thank you very much. Great sales pitch on Kamloops and a lot of F-bombs. If you want to find the way to my heart, drop some F-bombs. They're great. Okay. Yes, Tim? I don't know what's going on. Tim is like a broken telephone right now. I just hear, nah. Let's get to our, our guest. The one, the only, Kevin Burkhart. I wish everyone's watching uh, the video portion because let's just admire this man. Let's just look at this man's face. Kevin Burkhart. Look at your hair. Your hair gets better as you get older. I don't understand. It's amazing. Ah, it's thanks, amazing. buddy. I, I actually sent an Instagram story. It was during the NFL season this year, and they go to the booth. And you're sitting there and you you turn to the side and then you do a look back to the camera and you do a little <laughs> smile. And I'm like, oh, there it is. There's that smile. Just engaging, like making, making sure everybody's paying attention. Come on, man. That's right. Hey, buddy, congratulations. You're the lead voice of the NFL on Fox. As a kid, I did you even dream this big? Uh, I mean, look, we all say, uh, hey, it would be gr- I'd love to call a Super Bowl, or the World Series, and all that stuff. Right? Like, we, you know, practice that. Like, pretend I did Nintendo video games, like calling Tecmo Super Bowl, but I think that was the only Super Bowl I necessarily thought I would ca- call. Um, it was a crazy year, Toolsy. I mean, crazy great. Like, I mean, who knew, like, all this was going to happen, obviously. I mean, you know, you would talk to me last uh, January, and I would be like, what are you talking about? I'm going to call the Super Bowl. But, you know, uh, Joe and Troy move on and, uh, you know, we're in the right place. And thankfully, our bosses believed in us. And, yeah, here we are. Uh, it was it was pretty amazing to be able to do. And and you know what? I, I enjoy the hell out. If you don't enjoy that, I mean, I don't know what you're, you know, what you're in this for. I mean, not that there wasn't stresses with it, but, man, was it fun. Before the announcement, I was saying, hey, you got to come on Boomsies. And you're like, yeah, we aren't allowed to do media right now. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like. He can just say no. And then the, the news came out and I'm like, ah, I see why now. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough. They're like, don't do it. Don't do anything. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to lay low. And it's like, <laughs> didn't want to ruin my chance. As much as I love Boomsies, didn't want to ruin my chances of getting the job by going on Boomsies. Imagine so that. Here. Imagine that thwarted. Not sorry. You did Boomsies. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> gone. <laughs> gone. He done. Uh, this is how big it is. If you tilt your camera up, because we can see the bottom of Millhouse here. There you go. You and the Simpsons had a collab. Please explain this because it blows my mind. So yeah, I have a just a small little uh, office in my house. I don't have. A, I'm I'm not a big memorabilia guy, but I do have this above my head. So we a couple years ago for our baseball post game show. So you know we're lucky enough we do the. Uh, postseason in the World Series and uh, the Simpsons Simpsonized us for our show. So we did a skit that just aired on our uh, pre and post game show that was like Frank and Alex and Big Poppy like trying to coach Millhouse into playing baseball. It was great. And so, yeah, so like if you look up, like that's us on the desk. Uh, pretty funny. And then there's the guys like teaching Millhouse how to hit. So I, I think. I'm not nearly as like active on social media as I used to be. I just don't care as much anymore. But like, I th- I'm pretty sure I, I still have like my uh, emoji as like me as a Simpson character because it, it was so cool. I had to put it up there. Did Milhouse learn how to hit? It's a great question. I don't. I only remember <laughs> the fact that we were in the Simpsons. I don't remember anything that Milhouse did. <laughs> you kind of glossed over, and uh, and I asked you this before we started the interview. I said, "Have you been to a table read?" Because I've been. You need to experience that. You've had the offer, but it's never worked out timing wise. I have to go. I mean, like I I, I know I, I had a couple opportunities, but both times I, I either was out of town or had something that I couldn't do it. And everyone that's done it said it's amazing. So I'll take your advice. I will I will go. I promise. 
Uh, you know what I really miss, Kevin? First, I miss seeing your smiling face in the hallways at Fox. And I miss our bike ride meetups by the beach in the South Bay of L.A. I miss seeing you, man. Yeah, you know, we were we were we were neighbors next town over, and uh, that's the beauty. I miss, yeah. I mean, we we miss you guys at Fox. You know, seeing seeing you in jail all the time, it just made my day. We know you'd we'd always laugh, uh, and I love watching you guys. And then yeah, like going going to meet you for uh, a little food, a little bike ride, the sunset. You know, romantic little dinner with Toolsy. What uh, was that place? I was talking to my buddy Sully, who lives in the South Bay. It was in Redondo. What was the name of that restaurant? Bailey Kitchen. Bailey yes. Kitchen. There we go. Because it, it felt like we were the only people that had ever discovered it. It felt like a hidden hideaway. I think we were the only people that were ever. <laughs> it's now out of business. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't think I've been back since you left because I felt like there was. You such better a, not. That's our spot. There was such a connection that I was like, I can't go here unless Toolsy's back in town. It just, it just doesn't feel right. So I haven't, I haven't gone back. But man, that was the best. It feels like it was. I feel like everything, you know, pre-pandemic, like you think it was like 10 minutes ago, but it was years ago, right? Like, it's just like time has just flown. Dude, I we just, were at Fox 10 years ago. God, how is that possible? Like, <laughs> it doesn't know. even make any sense, right? I yeah. miss that, though. I, I miss, I, gosh, I miss, I miss seeing you guys and I miss hanging, man. It's good to see your face. Well, you're, you have one of those personalities where you said we'd always laugh in the hallways because you turn a corner, you see Kevin and he, you're just smiling and you can't help but laugh or smile. You've just got that infectious uh, energy about you. Well, cause I love like, obviously like I didn't grow up in Canada, but I, I grew up in New Jersey and like all we did was bust chops. Like that's all, it's all, it's all I still do with my friends. And I felt like, there, there was that with you guys too. It reminded me of my childhood. Like here are my guys, and like I'm just gonna take a shot to bust some chops. And you had something funny that would come my way, and I'd always like leave laughing. Like whenever I ran into you in the hallway. So like, you know, like today's day and age, tools that you know you can't do that with everybody, right? Like you got to be a little careful who you bust chops with. So like, you know, it reminded me of my childhood, just taking shots at your friends, and they would you know tear you apart when they had the chance. So uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm still a child. I guess what I'm telling you is I'm still immature. At well, age that's exactly how Jay and I kind of walked around the hallways because we, we would be laughing like, what are we doing here? We should not be employed. <laughs> Who are so it was like we were playing a gag on everyone and no one had discovered us yet. Uh, no one had uh, pulled the cover off the joke yet. Oh, man, those are those are good days, brother. Hey, uh, how cool was it to... Okay, so I went back and watched the Super Bowl halftime show with Snoop and Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. And then I went back and watched the Super Bowl halftime show with Rihanna. And what I forgot about the Snoop, Dr. Dre was, they performed it in daylight. So visually, it didn't look great because the crowd was still in daylight. While Rihanna, visually, the best thing I've ever seen for a halftime show. Yeah, it, it kind of had like that uh, that like Mario Kart feel with like the elevated tables like moving around. And you're like, whoa, yeah. this looks a little dicey. Um, the one in L.A. I was there for. I did the world feed for that one, so um, I was there for it. It was it was awesome. But you're right, it was such a weird thing because it was still light out, but it was it was really really cool. Also interesting is that um, it's just amazing the power of television. So like Rihanna looked looked cool there, and while it was happening. But both of them, like last year, you know, again, I was in the stadium. I went back and watched both on TV. It looks so much better on television. I, I can't even explain it. It just does. I think because when you're in the stadium in the press box, it's so huge. And you're just looking down. It's like, all right, it sounds great. But like, it's kind of like, you know, it, you, you know, and we're a little higher up in the press box. Now, like we're down in row one. Uh, but then you watch it on TV and you're like, oh, my goodness, it looks like Rihanna's in outer space. Like, um, so it was cool and it was a different visual. But I mean, yeah, it's that was a weird thing about doing the Super Bowl is like, you know, you're used to this routine and doing the game and halftime is whatever. It, I should know the answer is 12 minutes, whatever it is. And you maybe get a couple pretzels down your throat and you go to the bathroom and then you're ready for the second half. Now we get done with the first half. And like, wow, this is a really long time for we're back on the air. It's very, very weird. But it was cool watching her pretzels for a halftime snack as a broadcaster do peanut they not butter, dry out peanut butter gluten-free pretzels the best but, but but they don't dry out you're like ah i need water i need water 
I wash it down with like a, a gallon of Dr. Pepper. Like it's as unhealthy as you can get, but God, it's just great. <laughs> Good. I'm glad it's so real. The real stuff, not the diet. No, the, the diet. No. Thank I, you. People that say the like the, the Coke Zero, oh, it tastes the same or Diet Dr. No. Pepper. No, it doesn't. It does not even remotely taste this. It tastes like garbage. No, you need the real sugar in it. I'm sorry. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna go in that direction, just go for it. Like I, I'm not a big, huge soda drinker, but like Dr. Pepper's become like my go-to like thing of choice, and especially like on games. Like, no, I need the real, full sugar, full throttle, red label, not the white label stuff. Like the real deal, man. So I see a commercial here for you. So here's the scene. You're in the booth. You're kind of like the energy's waning. And then someone throws you a Dr. Pepper. You do the, the, in the commercial, drink the Dr. Pepper logo fully exposed. And then all of a sudden, boom, big play start happening. You're freaking out. And then it's all because of the Dr. Pepper. It's o- it's like the old uh, Coke commercials. Like when they would throw the football players a Coke and drink it like, <laughs> That would be. I'll tell you one thing. If Dr. Pepper calls my agent and 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 has that, you are going to be in the damn commercial. Can you throw me the Dr. Pepper? But don't do the Kramer deal. Don't be like, we'll give you free Dr. Pepper. Oh, I'm in. Wait to wait till they finish their sentence. I might take the free Dr. Pepper. I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, how how do you like the new stadiums? Because have they built them? with broadcasters in mind or was the broadcast booth an afterthought in some of these stadiums? So interesting question. So, you know, cause I'm, I'm a radio guy from my initial background for national TV guy. It's great. It's like, you're staying at, you know, a Ritz Carlton that happens to be on the 50 yard line <laughs> of the football field. I mean, it's so great. Like they have everything you need, the most important thing besides like space and vantage point and like certain amenities that we absolutely have to have in there um, is it bathroom in the room. Like you have no idea. Some of the older stadiums is like, you know, you're up with the coaches right next to you. And again, you got like 12 minutes and there's like one toilet and there's like a mad dash for everyone to go and get out of there and get back. Like that is stress. You want stress? That is stress. Like Go pee when there's a line of 12 people and you got to get back in six minutes to do a bridge for the commercial. That is hard. So an in-suite bathroom, toolsy, the key, the number one key. But it's interesting. So like, so we are taken care of like on Fox and all the other networks. Like We have an unbelievable vantage point. All the news places are great. But from a radio perspective, most of them are brutal um, because <laughs> what they did is you know, they used all the other spaces where they would normally put like a lot of the radio and a lot of the writing press and put them way up in the stratosphere because they can watch it on TV. So, and they, know, they need room for all the suites. Correct. For all the, uh, all, all the money makers. So from a radio perspective, it's, it's tough. Like when I was doing radio, like some of the newer places would come in and you're like, you're like on the roof, like with binoculars. Like, I think that's number <laughs> seven. I'm not really sure, but like we're, we're spoiled. We are. Yeah, we're totally taken care of. Uh, best, your your favorite place to call a game right now of all the current stadiums? Well, that's a, I mean, we're just talking like strictly like vantage strictly point. Strictly vantage point. I mean, I think the two that come to the top of my head, and I'm just thinking of my recent season this year, if you're just talking vantage point and like amenities and setup, it's probably Minnesota and Dallas are the two best too. Um, yeah, I mean, they're... They're both great stadiums. I mean, they take care of us. Food's great. Uh, all of it. Like the the the, the viewpoint is just outstanding. Um, if you're talking about like calling a game and and just being in an unbelievable place, like Lambo is just unreal. I was, th- like, I was thinking that. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Like I've done a playoff game there. Lucky enough to do that. Just like the history, the snow, the feel, the vibe. You're freezing cold. They bring in some brats to the booth. I mean, it is the best. But like for ease of work environment and like actually seeing the game, probably Minnesota and Dallas. I'm probably missing a couple. There's a lot of good ones, but those are awesome. Uh, you used to call Mets games. Yeah. Uh, now uh, you probably got some foul balls up into the booth. In football, you don't get uh, a football into the booth. How many foul balls did you catch while calling Mets games, if any? Zero. Zero. I've never caught a foul ball at any stage 
in my life at all. Um, like as a kid going to games, have you ever, have you ever caught any? Oh, Kevin, I have a story for you. Please give it. So to me. I went with uh, my two oldest daughters uh, to yep. a Blue Jays game. Uh, they were at the age where uh, they were kind of the, like to get to the fifth inning. You're like, okay, this we we can make it. We got to the fifth, and my uh, my youngest at the time, Ruby, she's like, can we go? I'm like, hey, how about we get some ice cream and a little helmet? So she, th- that that worked. I'm like, okay, we got another inning out of this. We return to our seats. We're looking around. There's a foul ball that comes our way, and it's like half a section over. I'm like, that was close. And then all of a sudden, everyone starts standing up like in a mini wave. So the ball's rolling around somewhere. So I'm holding Ruby because she's got her ice cream, and and people are still standing up. And then I hear my Sydney say, I got the ball. She had looked at her feet. It rolled to her feet. If I jumped 30 feet, I don't think I'd be exaggerating because all my life I'd never got a foul ball. I turn around. My daughter's holding a foul ball. I was close to tears. My kids were close to tears. It was the coolest moment for a stupid foul ball, but that's what they mean to us. That's a pretty good story. Isn't it amazing, though, how we, you know, we go completely ballistic over like... (laughs) A nine dollar piece of leather. Oh my god! He, adults jumping over kids, you know, <laughs> no. diving into fences, like breaking ribs. It's that's see, that's a great story. You just happen. Your daughter looks down. Oh, look what's here! We got yeah. the ice cream and helmet, and we got a baseball. It's perfect. And it was uh, who was it? He used to play for the Mariners. Uh, Cruz. Um, forget who. I had to go back and look later who hit the foul ball. But I'm like Sydney. I, I, I've I've gone to a hundred games in my life. I've never got a foul ball, and you've got one. So I've never come yeah. close. It's so funny. All the games I've worked and like going to games as a kid. I mean, at any level, I've never come close to touching a foul ball. It's wild. And and your access to them because you'd be down at batting practice. You're like, I could just pick one up. This is I I can just take this home. But it would not have it. It would feel like cheating. It would. I I would. I did have a cool story though this year. I did. Um, I got asked to the first pitch in a Mets game this year, which was pretty freaking cool. Oh, how pretty. did you do? <clears throat> oh, I threw a strike, dude. I mean, like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, like I got to be so. So this was first of all, it was a real it was a real honor. Like, it was really cool. I mean, growing up a Mets fan and then doing, you know, working there for eight years, um, <clears throat> went back at the end of the summer, I guess, right before football season. And uh, it was just so cool to be back and see a lot of friends and a lot, you know, a lot of security folks who been there forever and people in the organization. But it was just such a neat feeling. And then, you know, so it's funny. You're like, OK, if you get asked to do this, you think like, OK, you just show up and do it. No, no, no. I'm like, if I screw this up, it lives in infamy forever online. Like, I can't be like the guy that Fox just hired to do the Super Bowl and threw it into the stands. I cannot. I can't. <laughs> I'll never get over that. Yeah. And it's funny, like when I was with the Mets, like I'm sure you've seen like. Baba Bowie with Howard Stern, 50 Cent, like had some of the worst first pitches you'll ever see in your life, right? So I'm like, okay. So at first I, you know, full disclosure, I hadn't thrown a baseball in like seven years. So I I got out with my son. We went to the park a couple of times. I'm like, all right, arm doesn't feel too bad. And then, uh, you know, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, you're on a mound. So it's a little different, right? So um so we get to the stadium and we're, we're walking around and, you know, I've got my family with me. My, you know, my parents are there. Friends are there. It's a really cool night. And we're out there and it's like almost time to throw the first pitch. And Ethan Wilson, one of like the longtime PR guys of the Mets, I was like, Ethan, like, this is great. But I got to like throw a couple pitches. Like, like, can I go down the cage or something? He's like, absolutely. He's like, let's go. Ethan goes to the Mets dugout, grabs like a catcher's mitt. I don't even know whose mitt it was. We roll down to the batting cage and I just fire off a couple. I'm like, all right, I'm good now. So like having the ability to do that, then I was fine. Went out to the mound. I was fine. If I didn't do that, I, I God knows it could have gone anywhere, man. Because like you're up there, like people are cheering. You're like, all right, like it's intimidating, Toolsy. It really well, is. Well, I heard the key is throw it like you want to throw it like high to the hitter and then it's going to fall in right. Don't try to... Hundred yeah. percent. That's exactly what a couple of uh, pitchers told me. And the other thing is, like, I was <clears throat> my initial thought. Pro- it's amazing how much thought goes into it. For like, it's amazing. But like, my initial thing is okay. Like, because you're you're so worried about just butchering it, 
is okay, just like kind of guide it over, just like get it over. But if you do that, it's a disaster. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to throw it high and throw it hard. And then just hopefully it's somewhere around the plate. So yeah, it was, it was pretty cool though. Anywhere in the back of your mind, all right, were you thinking, cause I'd be thinking this, they're going to see this pitch and probably ask if uh, I want to join, join their farm team system. Well, if you if you need a farm team guy with a forty nine mile an hour fastball, then I'm your guy. That would throw off hitters. It would. It's like the old Ephus. Yeah, Pascal Perez. Uh, you know, throw the old Ephus pitch. I could do that. I'd probably be okay at that. That's about it. Hey, Jerry Seinfeld used to join you on the Mets broadcast. Do you have Jerry Seinfeld in your phone? I don't. I don't. And and to be fair, I was like more of the sideline guy. I did some play by play. But I was more a sideline guy. But I saw Jerry and his family all the time. He was so cool. I mean, he was a diehard fan. He had a suite. Like, I would walk by a suite all the time. And he'd always just, like, shoot the breeze and talk baseball. And, like, he, he was just as down to earth as you could be. So, I no, I, I don't think I do. I, I don't know. I have to check. It's not like you I'm would like, know. Hey. You would know if you've got Jerry in your phone. I don't I don't believe I do. Ah, that's okay. I'm, who is the most famous person in your phone? I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Um, I mean, if you're just going, if you're going most famous, it's it's probably a Rod. I mean, that's he's he's pretty up there. I'd have to think in terms of fame around the world. Yeah, uh, that's you got me beat. I've got Kevin Burkhart. Well, then you're in trouble. That's <laughs> <laughs> if that's the best you got. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. No, it's the best name to have because Kevin, when you got the job as the uh, the lead play by play guy on Fox for the NFL, you were inundated with people saying congratulations because you're one of the true nice guys in the business. And we aren't going to throw anyone under the bus, but there's a lot of people that work in our industry who treat on air people like uh, your God, and they're on air and they treat everyone else like garbage. That is not you. You treat everyone like they're on air, whether they're cleaning the toilets or they're working the cameras or they're doing sideline reporting. You treat them all the same. Well, that's the best compliment I could get, man. I appreciate that, Toolsy. I mean, I really do. I mean, I feel the same way about you. And um, I, I don't look. I try to be. I, I don't think it's hard to be kind, right? I don't like exactly. That's how I end every podcast. Just be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Too short. Life's too short. So I try. I'm sure people have caught me on bad days when I'm in a cruddy mood, but I certainly try to be kind to everyone. So that's the best thing I could hear. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. You're the best. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, we'll let it slide how you uh, said no to us in the lead up to this. But now we know why. (laughs) Thank you for your forgiveness. That sounds like me in confession as a kid. Uh, thank you for your forgiveness. <laughs> Kevin Burkhart. Good buddy. Uh, a few corrections. What Tim was trying to say in my ear when I said the F-bombs are great. When I said he was saying, yeah, what? he said, no, they're not because they have to edit them out. And then he had issues with me finally figuring out what the Roxanne song was about. He said he figured it out at 11. And my my take was, how the hell do you know what the red light district is at 11? And I had never been to the red light district in Amsterdam until a few years ago with my good friend, Jim Pearl. And I'd never thought of that song since that journey to Amsterdam. So when I sang it, it triggered red light. Oh, now it makes sense. Hey, I'm a little slow on the optic. I'm the first to admit that. Thank you for uh, being part of the Boomsies family. Uh, we uh, A ton of emails I couldn't get to. Try to get to them next week. Thank you for your emails. Seriously. We read every single one. If we don't read yours here, send another one. Here's a little tip. If they're short, they're definitely going to be read because sometimes we can't get to the long ones. But we read them. And if you don't want it read on air and if you just want to send a note, just put that in there and I'll email you myself. 
Uh, I'm always available. Yeah, let's talk at gmail.com and our phone number, 289-796-2001. We will see you next week. In the meantime, oh, and Ernie Witt. We've got Ernie Witt on Friday, Friday. Ernie Witt, Blue Jays legend, on this week's edition of Friday, Friday. Hug someone and be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.